It's late to Roy. This is for the... That's a great start right there. Hello and welcome into the Backyard Banter Podcast. I'm your host, Connor Scott, and joining me tonight, we've got a packed room here at Spud Studios. You already know Kyle George, Tyler Bagenstoss, and then joining in some of our favorite guests and one first-time guest, we got Colin Nelson, first-timer, gets to go first on the announcements, of course. Yep. Uh, Jack McDonald, who we're familiar with. His, he's now relocated back to Portland, so hoping he Huge. gets more favorable hometown takes. Rather than having to hear his LeBron spiel on and on. Good to be here. Um, and last and definitely least, it is the one, the only, perpetually under a thousand followers on Twitter, the real CVD in the house. Corey, it, it's great to see you. I understand that you are back from a, a road well-traveled over in Astoria, Oregon the last... Uh, Last couple months? Yeah, the last eight months. First oh, of all, thank eight, you very much. Eight months. That's yes, a, it's, it's, it's been a journey, and I'm, and I'm happy to be back. Thank you very much for the kind intro. Yeah, always. As always, I, I can never ask for anything more out of your dumbass. <laughs> um, but no, it's, it's been a long road, and uh, I appreciate especially not only the consistent content out of you guys that kept me going on my long drives back and forth out of the backyard banter, boys, <laughs> to, keep, to keep my mind and my soul well, we're here for you, Corey. Thank you. Yeah, and that, that's what you guys do, is you yeah. guys keep me going. You guys keep the motor running. And during it always, that two-month hiatus, we really kept you going. I, it, right. right. <laughs> well, and it, always, it always warms my heart to know that one of the 14 people listening, and shout out to my parents being two, uh, at least one other person's appreciated. Love you, Mom. <laughs> two separate devices. Two separate Thank devices. Well, that's me. I'm downloading from laptop. I'm downloading from phone. Yeah. I'm boosting my own numbers. I'm like, who am I Wait, passing these off to? What app? You don't have your iPhone 3G? No, like, I got the touch. Yeah. Be a team guy. Team guy one time. Dude, I mean, boost those numbers in case we need an advertisement or something. <laughs> Which uh, we do. We, we need listeners. Free ads <laughs> at the end of the show. That's right. Always. Uh, but we, thinking of Corey's trip, I wanted to dive in real quick too. Kind of, we were having a discussion before the pod about how work often isn't as glamorous as it might seem from the outside, especially as it's promoted by most of the companies employing. Um, and so I wanted to go down the line and get maybe either things you've noticed about work now that we're all, what, four or five years into our careers? Yeah. Things that you found out are completely different than you initially interpreted or things that have kind of taken away the... Sparkle? Sparkle. Well said, Jack. <laughs> nice the word. sparkle of what you thought each career was going to be. So who, who wants to lead us off? Here? I mean, I think I got, I got a good starting point. Yeah. And I think for all of us, it's me personally, I've switched careers a few times within these. I mean, I worked at the farm and then had a few different jobs up to where, where I'm at now. Yeah. And now building homes with the Bettinelli's, which is great. It's just, um, we're, you're looking for something that sucks the least, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, like what job is going to suck the least and where are you the most happy? Like you're never going to be 100% happy yeah. unless you're with your beautiful wife or, or girlfriend or, or whatever you know sure. or, or like a professional athlete. and even that, even yeah, then you're probably gonna get torn down by people telling yeah, you even then yeah. Yeah. even then so you're pretty much just looking to me what something that sucks the least and i'm only thinking about that right now because we're talking about this i didn't really like consciously like what sucks the least here yeah but um that's why i've quit some of my jobs you know because like the hours sucked or like i didn't like the people i was working with or it was just like a bad industry or job i was in and 
I like it's really big honestly in life to find something that you like especially in a career where you're going to be there for like what 30 40 years mm-hmm. like that's huge and you're going to be spending a ton of time so like finding that right one is it's tough bro well i i do agree that most things have a downside but when you there is a perfect job out there and yeah. it's being a close up magician because <laughs> every time you show up at work, you are leaving people in fucking awe as they walk away. A card trick. Is that Damon, yeah. Damon's Grill that used to have a, a yeah, magician? Exactly. And you're leaving people absolutely in awe. They want to know how it's you're so like good at shit. what you do. Yeah, no one else can do like... what you do. So I think being a close-up magician actually is a perfect job. I can't see it. Also downside. known as a chef at Benihana. That tells me, have you been to the St. Paul Rodeo? Have you seen the rodeo clown out there who literally just dresses like a clown and throws football, the football back? That guy, no, something yeah. went wrong in his life. Like, Maybe. Sure. Or did like, something go right? How does he not enjoy that every single day? You know, he's just Well, because he might get atmosphere. absolutely trampled at any moment. Yeah. <laughs> well, that part's you know, scary. You know, I'm sure that doesn't happen very often. People love you and you're a clown, so if there's any downside, it's like, oh, it's a also when did clowns start to become like scary at what point in society like right. like yeah. i think clowns are scary as shit <laughs> like, who looks at a clown is like oh this is fun you know never like, liked them. Yeah. like what were we thinking yeah well dude i swear to god i had what was it um it used to be called it's called hometown buffet Oh, yeah. video, I think it was Old Country Buffet. Old country. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, they used to have a clown or like a mascot that came around growing up before I ever saw any, uh, you know, It or any yeah. horror movies with like killer clowns. They terrified me. Yeah. Clowns are never cool. They're never funny. <laughs> it's all bad all the time. And whoever thought in like their fucked up 1940s mind that like, let's paint paint on somebody's face and have them (laughs) 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 and squirt squirt water in your face out of the out of the flower on their coat it's something tells me Corey's been a fucking stupid make a a terrible idea um balloon like a dog balloon yeah Yeah. do a couple card tricks and like dance around all weird slip on a banana it's ridiculous ridiculous. get out of here there's better forms should we shut clowns down Absolutely. We're canceling clowns. Officially. <laughs> we disavow. They're done. They're done right now. We just did No that. more clowns. Um, Kyle, I wanted to ask you, in, in regards to the work question, since you're going through it right now, just change positions, what's something you've noticed or phrases you're hearing that just every time you start a new job, and I think we all go through this, those first two weeks can always be a bit like awkward. You, Yes, you're learning stuff, but usually have a lot of free time while you're trying to figure out what the fuck you're supposed to do. (laughs) So what's something you've noticed or like phrases, one that comes to my mind just to set kind of the mood here is uh, drinking out of a fire hose (laughs) is something that I, you get told so much when you start because it's like, Tyler, have you ever, ever tried I don't it? I've never yeah. even it heard is, that. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. corporate world. It's, yeah, it's, a, it's a big one. It's basically To me, it's like, like <laughs> you don't think I'm fucking going to just blast your face off. <laughs> I mean, that is the point. Like, I've seen this tab before. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, wait, wait. Oh, yeah, corporate speak, right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Porn up. Sweet. Never mind. Um, Kyle, no, what's uh, something you've noticed? The, well, the, actually, the best part of switching jobs is you know you have, like, it's overwhelming, obviously, but you also know that you have, like, a two- to three-week buffer of where, like, okay, like, I'm not supposed to know what's going on. They so can't expect anything. So they, they, you don't really have any expectations, which is nice. So, like, anything impressive that you do is, like, very noticeable. Like, if you take action and do something that you weren't specifically asked to do, then it's like, oh, like, right. he thought to do that. Like, that's awesome. <laughs> right. And it, it, it just makes you feel really good inside. But then the information overload is, is a real thing, especially for me transitioning industries and, like, 
not having ever worked for a utility slash power company before like I am now and just being like, what are all these terms that people are yeah, saying? The slang. It makes you feel really dumb. And yes. I hate like, yes. I was just at the point in my old job where I was like pretty established, pretty much knew all the lingo, knew what was going on all the time. And then I just leave to be confused again. It's, it, I don't, I don't That's know. A it's, yeah. That's a it's great point. It's definitely not fun at first knowing that it's going to be like two months until I actually yeah. know what the hell's going on. And that's a, that is a great point. And so Jack, my question for you is then where do you look for in the early times? Like how you can kind of make your impressions on the team or like do you just go strictly socially like i'm gonna be good communicator be funny you know try to bring some life to the team <laughs> i know we're not all blessed like me like i'm just naturally <laughs> this funny but, but um what's your go-to in trying to no. fit in and then stand out in like a positive way well for me personally i feel like i haven't perfected it by any means i look back on my previous two or three jobs and when I've you started always... using deodorant was big forever <laughs> <laughs> i'm always that like was a good way move. way over the top energetic super happy to be here right. and like a very uh, non-genuine <laughs> Away. Yeah. And I look back, I'm like, my God, was I an idiot those first three weeks. I think you kind of settle in, you gain confidence, like you get better at the job. You just look back, I've actually done this before um, at my current position. I look back at my first three weeks of emails to and from my boss and like her peers. Oh, yeah. I just sounded like way a over fucking the buffoon. The amount because of exclamation points like, in my emails is sickening. Yeah, this yeah. job sickening. is the best. I can't believe they have these tools. Everybody on the team oh, is so no. nice, all that stuff. <laughs> and you're so over the top. Anyways, what I was going to say to Kyle's point, the worst part about the first two weeks is you know everybody like around the water cooler at lunch is asking the question like, so... What do you think of the new guy? Can you believe what he wore on the first day? Yeah. Tall, Can you believe right? how he ended that email? He doesn't even have his fucking signature ready. <laughs> what a loser. Oh, um, dude, you got to set up your email signature day one. But no, Jack, tell them how you impressed your coworkers with uh, the PowerPoint slides. The transition. The transition. <laughs> this, is this, is a good one. this is a good one. All right, so I had my first presentation in front of the global group. And I mean, that's your opportunity to wow the team in your first few months. It was Olympics themed, and given it's a PowerPoint slide, you had to figure out like a creative way to spruce it up. So, <laughs> being Olympics themed, I had the genius idea of photoshopping a transition slide in that one person who's talking and they're gonna hand it off to the next person, hands off a baton. Like a baton. As yeah. if they're running on a track in a relay race. And so I had everybody take a picture of themselves standing off a fake baton in both directions, Photoshop the baton in there. Oh no. And the people loved it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the little things. That is, is the little of, things. That is that kind of dorky corporate world side of things where like, you hate yeah. setting it up, but it pays dividends. Yeah. Right. I spent way shit. more time on the transition oh, slides than the actual content. How many times in a corporate presentation have you heard, I'm going to hand it off to you. Yeah. 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 I thought Jack was talking about something that like, faded out or like he did the, the mirror flip. But, like, no. <laughs> to, me, to me, in the corporate world, though, like the hilar- like the people that can like send gifts like like in group messages to like kind yes. of spice it like those people make my day honestly because Thanks a lot of like, confidence it does yeah. and i feel like i'm one of those people and i never know how it's going to be reciprocated but i always appreciate when someone else sends a nice little gift and i'm like ah oh, this guy yeah. see this guy's got a good sense of you got it this, yeah. guy, this guy fucks yeah, this yeah. Guy. yeah. and it doesn't have to be anything crazy if it's I like kind of funny this, but i'm gonna do it yeah exactly exactly i'll live with that colin the question for you then is what's your go-to icebreaker answer because that's part of it too right every time you're either it doesn't even have to be your first weeks on the job it can be anyone's and at that point it's like okay we have to have a meeting here 
and then what's the fucking icebreaker we're going to have to do? Because it's going to be terrible. Uh, what's what's your go-to? I, I like to have my answers kind of stored because those are miserable to think of in the moment. And we all know it. But what's your go-to? Or, like, what's your preference in an icebreaker? Yeah, so it's like over the last year, I've had plenty of Zoom icebreakers, right? Uh-huh. You, know, it's, it kinda, you know, my answer has morphed. Because, like, when I'm sitting on a video camera... You can't really see how tall I am. Oh, <laughs> and, oh, so Jack, I, I like to play into either A, my height, yeah. which is I'm 6'6", six, six, or B, I have size 15 shoes. Yeah. So Those I usually good. play somewhere in there, and it blows people's minds. Like, there's you know, probably 80% of the people I work with I've never met in person, yeah. and they, they know I'm quote-unquote tall, but you know, when we get back to in person, it's going to blow their minds. <laughs> but, you, know, you, got, you teed up with the icebreaker, and they're like, no way! Like, well, I'm not going to stand up because I'm not wearing professional business attire below my waist. Yeah. So no, I promise. You're going to have to you know, take me take face value report. on this, but I am tall. So, yeah, yeah. You need to just lift your so, foot in front of the camera. Yeah. Like, no, see? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, look at well, that. Well, it's well, my dick next to us. Yeah. 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 I think what would be even funnier in your shoes, having never met your coworkers before, is play a huge prank on your whole office and say you're super short yeah. so that when you go <laughs> into the office everybody's mind is truly no, you're not calling. You're, you just not say calling you're 5'3 yeah. Yeah. and you wear uh, size definitely 6 definitely missed opportunity there you've yet to graduate to grown up shoes I get to park in the handicap spots yeah. 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 I'm, like, I'm like 5'1 I wear my younger brother's hand me downs what I if mean. he wore the clothes of the size of a 5'3 person who just came with like a crop top like oh fuck I'm not 6'6 six, six. I'm 6'6 six, six. oh my god I'm 6'6 six, six. <laughs> <laughs> that would be classic. <laughs> and then so Corey, going over to you, I, I imagine yeah. you're at times I don't know, are you doing like the bidding on jobs and stuff no. like that back so, and forth? But you're dealing with a lot of decision making and whatnot. And so we were just briefly talking about and I want to hear more. There's quite a few times where you're almost perplexed that the people you're working with yes. are in charge of making any decisions. And then you'll be like, the company's doing somewhat well. Are we all just fucking stupid? Yeah. Or like, just no one knows what they're doing. And, and it's, pray and for it's, the best. I just want to preface this, was, which it's not as much the people in my own company. Cause when you're in construction, you only work with the people on your crew that are kind of, at least in my role as a foreman that kind of take orders from you. So obviously I'm like the smartest guy ever and they never question me and they always <laughs> think I'm like the smartest and handsomest guy. They say guy. that behind your back too. Yeah, like ask Austin, Austin, Austin <laughs> Richmond. They're like, he's so smart and funny and handsome. Um, all those things. But no, but like I guess the people I work with in terms of other foremen and other, you know, uh, superintendents, project managers, engineers, that I am just blown away that when I, I remember my first time on a job site that I, when I saw guys who were in the job trailer or wearing vests or wearing like polos, not necessarily work clothes, I was like, oh, those guys are fucking smart. Like that, that's an engineer. That, that guy, fuck, like, don't, if you ask him something, he will just like rip you apart. Yeah. He's, he's going to pull his fucking TI-84 out and just rip you a new asshole. <laughs> but like, like on job site experience now, you, I have realized how thoroughly incompetent so many people are. I, I would say people are competent as much as they need to be in their given role, but outside of their given trade, whether it be electricians, uh, framers, demo guys, uh, plumbers, like they know what they're doing given their role, but they don't understand necessarily how they sequence with other trades, and, right. which is like, you might think to yourself, hey, construction, you should probably talk to the guy in front of you and behind you yeah. and figure out how, how you guys work together. Like, hey, man, this wall is, you know, built here. 
and your stuff goes how far away from said wall? Like, we should have a conversation. Well, I mean, if I may chime in on this. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. All these, I'm guessing, is a government job. Yeah, I mean, but uh, but not all of them. I know, I know not all of them. Yeah, but yeah. you know how, like, you hear, like, government jobs have, like, a stigma to them? Yes. And what it is, in my opinion, is because I worked on a couple school jobs, is it's slow because... Every change order is getting paid for. Yep. Um, whatever timeline they set, add like two years or like a lot of time. Yes. And they're like, if I'm the plumber and I need something fixed by the electrician, why would I as the electrician drop everything I'm doing to help you out when I have other shit doing? Like, so everything just takes longer. Right. And then ever there's mandatory breaks and shit. Like the longest work stretch at a time is like maybe four hours without before you take a break. And that might be over the Four, limit. Yeah, and like yeah, when I you, think it's like two. It's like honestly. two, yeah. yeah. So, and so like when you're working labor jobs, like two hours at one time is Nothing. not a lot. You need Nothing. a long span of time. Like when, it was, when I was farming, you don't stop because you're in the middle of doing shit and like nothing gets done. Right. Like well, that's how you, we were so efficient with less people because we just worked all the time. Like at government jobs, you take your breaks, you milk that shit because you're getting paid $55 an hour. Yeah. And yeah. why would I go any faster? I want to milk this well, shit. And, and, that, and that is truly how it works though. It's like, Cause so uh, we're spending our money super um, poorly, okay. by the way. Yeah, just, yeah. Sorry. But no, 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 you're good. But like, so the outfit I work for, family business, TTNL Sheet Metal, by the way. Shout Let's out. go. They've been a free sponsor before. Oh, yeah. Not a big deal. Free sponsor. <laughs> uh, some free ads. Um, <laughs> but like, we are a non-union shop, but we still have, we take breaks on prevailing wage jobs, just like a union shop. So we work, hand, uh, you know, side by side, these union guys, which yeah. to not piss them off, essentially, but also to adhere to labor laws and safety and all that yeah and all that stuff because you know you work 12 hour days 11 hour days and you're also liable to get hurt if you're working that long and yeah, yeah. you don't take breaks and so on but back to the question well, you can Connor, hire better labor too if yeah you advertise prevailing wage true yeah but back to your question though connor is like i guess my biggest surprise has been the fact that the people who are quote unquote in charge and making decisions and leading people are surprisingly unaware of the other aspects of the job right because when i was when i was uh, educated on the nature of my job and the the ins and outs and the what have you's and the you know all those things it was like hey you need to communicate you need to figure out what's who's ahead of you who's behind you and it seems like when i talk to people they're like wow thanks so much like they're 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 like <laughs> fucking blown away at the fact that i am like communicating like a day or two ahead and i'm like you know when when i ask for something they're like okay oh my god when do you need that by yeah. like i don't know like let's say it's a monday i'm like i don't know wednesday and they're like oh my god great <laughs> like the, when the when i ask for something that's over two hours away they are like blown away and, and it's just crazy to me because that seems that's the norm apparently yeah because like, it seems like seems generally like short period of heads up they're at they're asked for like two hours notice yeah. and it's but it god knows on construction it's like you ask for something i i generally anticipate about two weeks because people yeah. are just incompetent yeah but it's that's longer as and goes. i'll say this there are competent people sure absolutely well, no doubt about it it's just there are plenty of circumstances that i have dealt with where i'm like Holy cow! You are over your head. Yeah. Well, clearly, yeah. how did you get to this position mm -hmm. at all? But 
Anyways, that's my experience. Long answer, short question. (laughs) (laughs) It was good that we got into that because after hearing Tyler's thoughts, his big crusade to pay teachers less makes more sense. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was fucked up, but now I see what his thing is. Seems Uh, like that's some slander, Connor. (laughs) That's just what I'm I'm just telling the people. Depends on if this is written or not. (laughs) (laughs) Corey uh, Corey took basic vocabulary. (laughs) (laughs) No, it has to be written to be slandered. That's a lot of I love my jokes. Connor did the same thing. Make the same joke. Make the same joke. Stolen. Let's move along now uh, to a phrase that I will be the first, probably in the country, to say football is back. Oh. I'm breaking that news Amen. right now. Football so bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Thank you, Connor. Yes, absolutely. And with football being back, I think we should. Sundays are in. back. Sundays are back, and with football being back, specifically NCAA, we should check in with the best team to come out of Seattle since 91, Uh, the Washington Huskies, took on the mighty Montana Grizzlies, shout out Cooper Sprung, and Colin, as an avid fan, how much did you guys win by, and which player are you most excited about? (laughs) So directly answer your question, I think the 2008 0-12 team could have beaten the Montana team on the field. (laughs) Fire everybody. Yeah, clean house. It is a dumpster fire on Mont Lake. Hey, beautiful stadium. Sound the though. alarms. Greatest setting. Be- beautiful renovation. Fire the AD. Yeah. They used to be cool. No, I, I, mean, I mean, if there's one thing the or- Oregon has done well, even in their down years, is marketing themselves well. And I think the Huskies have fallen prey to that same concept where they need to overhype themselves every oh, year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And... You know, they, they're losing the four-star day. recruits to the yeah, Ducks. They're losing the in-state recruits. You've got a head coach who, you know, had to navigate the COVID year, which is tough. Mm-hmm. Right. But, you know, has an offensive coordinator where most of the league, if not the country, shook their heads at that hiring and said... Who was it? Anderson. Is that, oh, yeah. is that, oh. Is you know, Gary Anderson? No, 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 no. no. But, it, you know, <laughs> it's just like, this is not, you know, maybe the A-plus hire we were looking for for this esteemed little program. And right. they, they rolled into this year with the same quarterback they rolled in with last year, despite some highly touted recruits. Yeah. Now, I think everyone who watched the Ducks game yesterday had some same questions at quarterback of, do we switch it up a bit? Yeah. I think yeah. all Husky fans had that same thought yesterday, and there was no change made. So they yeah. do have highly rated recruits, but suck. Yeah. Sounds a lot like their basketball program. Just oh. nothing but, oh. <laughs> but first-round picks. Oh, but for yeah. some reason, we go 500 <laughs> in, the, in the Pac-12, so and true. everyone thinks they're really good. And then it's, yeah. Every single year. Yeah. All right, we're talking football. We're talking football! Keep it clean! I mean, at least, for, at least compared to UW basketball, our defense has not been the issue for the past several years. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's been go, yeah. play calling in the offense, so... Yeah, two, three zones can go yeah. shove it. But <laughs> uh, Jack Colin kind of mentioned it there. Ducks had a scare yesterday, but definitely matching up against mighty Fresno State, uh, <laughs> underrated this bull, year. Uh, Derek Carr. People forget David Carr, one of the cars. Both, both, both of them. There we go. Yeah. Vroom, See, vroom. Devontae ball. Adams too. Yeah. And Devontae Adams. They've so, got a lot of good players. So many. Is that the reason uh, the Ducks win by a touchdown, or is it <laughs> typical? Overhype, as Colin called it. Um, as you know, we have the and biggest game in the preseason next week against Ohio State. With that in mind, Cristobal didn't open up the playbook, uh, not even to page mm. two. Mm. If you're watching, <laughs> if you're watching closely, it was, down their throats, guys. It was a run to the right, run to the left, and then they spice things up with the run down the middle. <laughs> and, and so, in my opinion, uh, we're saving a little bit of um, no, that's a hot opinion. I will say. Yeah. Um, 
First I've been a, a lifelong Duck fan, watching the team in and out, um, having a good feel for the team and like comparing them to previous years. I think we're incredibly underwhelming at our skill positions. We have two studs on defense uh, in Sewell and Thibodeau. Thibodeau might be out next week, but in my opinion, we're pretty lackluster um, at wide receiver, running back, and even quarterback. Our offensive line is fine. So, okay, Jack, I'm I'm married into Oregon fanhood, but I've also been a fan, I'm not going to lie. Welcome. But I can say the whole, like, we thing since Megan's yeah. an alum. Hey, welcome. Hmm. So, yeah, good. I've seen you at Duck Games. Uh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. But I, I guess I feel opposite, um, and I'm curious your thoughts. Um, so I feel like we've, we have a great receiver room. Like, it is, it is packed in there. We've got five stars, four stars all over the place, and yet we somehow are not getting them the ball. And I'm curious what your thoughts are because I've read that Moorhead is creative and he's kind of a, a run and gun, you know, run and shoot or however you want to, you know, um, yeah. whatever verbiage you want to use. But run some people... So, yeah, yeah, a little slap and tickle. Um, some people are saying that uh, Cristobal has his fingers too tightly around the offense and wants a smash mouth team yeah. to kind of fit his personality yeah. so he can recruit offensive linemen and do be that Old type of team. Old lineman you, baby. Yeah, and so do you, because at least... That would I, make sense. We have great receivers. We're, I just feel like well, we don't utilize them, and it doesn't seem like Anthony Brown. Young, right? And it doesn't seem like well, Anthony Brown can get them the ball, frankly. So I'm just curious your uh, thoughts on that take. Your, your last point was the best point in that I think Brown Thank struggles you. to put the ball in the right places for Johnson and Pittman. Those are our two best receivers, in mm-hmm. my opinion. They're slightly undersized. It's not like we have a, a, a great threat for like a back shoulder or get up That's and fine, uh, no. take it over the DB. I do think it comes down to a little bit of lack of execution from Brown. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, we have some studs on the team on D. Yeah. Brown's a fifth year, six year actually. Yeah. He's dual threat. You would think he could put it on the numbers more often than he did. I would hope so. Yeah. Um, maybe a first game thing. a six year of college football. Maybe I mean, maybe it's a first game thing because he had some geriatric. dimes last year. But I also think we got kind of spoiled because our last two uh, long-time standing QBs were Mariota and Herbert. Fair. And, yeah, yeah, fair. And then it's like a little check of reality for our wide receivers. Yeah, fair. Come the last two years. Um, and so, I don't know. Ohio State, I honestly think we're going to give them a good run for their money. I uh, can't wait to talk I'm to excited. you guys on this pod this time two weeks from now. 2-0, and top five in the country. I hope wow. Travis Dye does, doesn't touch the football. <coughs> so do I. Excuse me. Yeah, that's true. You were saying not a big fan of the running back committee. Yeah. Um, Corey, now going over to you. Uh, I, Go Cats. You're on the Wii with the Ducks, the ducks while yeah. you're wearing your play like a champion today. Oh, I said I married into Duck fanhood. I made that clear off the top. I made that clear off the top. Just so the listeners know, it's a play like a champion today, Notre Dame, with a little lucky... Um, Forley Clover. I made that very clear off top that I married in. How are you a Notre Dame fan? Give us the history. I root for the good guys. I'm I'm a believer. Oh, it's I was really ra- I was raised right. I don't it's know how sad to better that you to put would this. allow your program to have such an offensive mascot right. to the Irish people. I'm really. I <laughs> promise you, the only the only people offended by that mascot are not Irish. I <laughs> promise you. I disagree. If you want to insult Irish people, you need to go so much further. <laughs> like, like, as having Irish blood and Dutch blood, I, I promise you, you need to go so much further in calling us. Worst names that I will not get into, but I like we have there's below the belt. <laughs> Insult the authors. Yeah, doesn't every Me and Uris is have Irish blood though. It's I like, think so. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're actually required to, so we can celebrate St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. yeah. 
in the way that no actual Irish correct, people correct, celebrate. Correct, correct, yeah, okay. yes. Thank yeah. you. So, <laughs> Corey, as a fan of Notre Dame, yeah. but living in Oregon, mm-hmm. how do you look forward to each year being called a bandwagon fan? I, I know you have the history that you're not, but... Yeah. At the same time, I'm sure you're dealing with that almost every week. Absolutely. And, and here's the deal. It's similar to being a Blazer fan in that I, you work yourself up post-start of the season. You, you stay moderate and measured all preseason. And you say, yeah, you know, we're going to kind of see what happens. I think we got a good group. I'm feeling all right. Mm-hmm. And 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 two weeks away, you go, you know, hey, you know, they named a starting QB, and and the Blazers make a signing. You go, hey, you know, hey, how about that? You know, yeah. Marquis Chris, <laughs> can you believe that? And then it, and then you get a week, and then you get a week out, and you're like, we'll you, know, you, you get a week out, and you're like, hey, you know what? Florida State, they're not that great. Like, I tell you, the 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 reports out of practice are feeling good. They're saying Chris Tyree is really explosive, and and then you get. Game day, and you're like, Florida State sucks. I hate him. I want to fucking kill him. <laughs> and you're, and the, and same with the Blazers. You're like, you know what? We're going to be number four in the West. So you'll see. You'll see. <laughs> yeah. Dame, you Dame guys four. will see it. Dame's, Dame, Dame's going to be MVP, and we might even rush for number three, two or three. You'll see. <laughs> you know, and then game day comes, and you're like, well, I'm going to enjoy the regular season. We'll it's see. A slow build. <laughs> it happens <laughs> every year. Yeah. You're making a great point about sports in general. You get worked up in the offseason, you know, all this shit's happening, and then. If your team has a stigma behind it or like a reputation, it's probably for a reason. Yeah. And then the same thing just ends up happening. Yeah. And, and then, it's weird how that works. Yeah. And so Ty, that's a that's a good point then because I was going to ask you and Kyle both um, having probably less affinity for a college football team. Yeah. Are you more excited than each start of the fall to go into the NFL at this point because of fantasy because it's obviously more transactions that kind of a a pro feel to it um, or are you still buying into more of the hype of college football because, I mean, I don't know if there's anything better than, like, game day or, or the whole thing that ESPN Like has college game day? With, yeah, yeah, with college football yeah. tailgating and everything. I know you do it at an NFL game, too, uh-huh. but what's, it what's your guys feel toward different that? for us? Like, I I am a definitely an NFL guy over college football, and I like this, like, Sunday morning before the 10 a.m. games start, um, having my morning coffee, watching my team's red zone comes on and all that. I, I, it would be different if I was a bigger college football fan, I think. Like, imagine being in the South, like you're a Georgia fan, like, and you got these games. Like, that's probably next level. But, like, I the Beavers, have, they're my team, and they're underwhelming almost every year. Like, they've been fun to watch these past couple years, you know, but we're, they, they're usually horrible. Right. So, but, um, I mean, lost to Purdue this week, played two quarterbacks, like, um, same story. Kinda same same as, story as every year. Um, last couple years. Yeah. So that's pretty much my reason for NFL. But that it'd be different sense. if I was a different fan. I'm sure. Kyle, do you yeah, fall no, in line? I absolutely agree for multiple reasons. Um, obviously, I'll admit not having like a dedicated college football team like Tyler makes it more challenging to get into college football. I also don't really enjoy the direction college football has gone in over the last few years. In the yeah. sense that it's like, okay, if I'm a Pac-12 team and I'm really elite. I have to go undefeated in order to make the make the playoff, or else they're going to put two SEC teams. And I'm not saying that's not rightfully so. It probably is rightfully so, but it's just it's very it's it's hard for me as a non fan of a team to get into it when it's just like okay, basically if you don't go undefeated, you just your season's over. Where it's like the NFL, it's like having a team. It's like okay, like you can go six, you know, you can go like like seven and eight and still have a chance of the playoffs in some divisions every right. year. So it's always a little bit more exciting for well, me. NFC East. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's talk. This place is run by the end. Uh, the football's ran by the NCAA. They're trying to make money. They're going to yeah. put those big teams. Uh, and it obviously. works. And I'm, yeah, it but, works. And then the argument against, well, not even against it. It's just is like, 
every regular season game is an event. It's a tailgate. It's just a fun time, yes. no matter what, to watch those games. Yeah, it doesn't matter for almost every team in the, the nation, but yeah, like, like it's just an experience. Yeah. Totally, yeah. I agree with that. But I also fantasy football. I mean, come on. Right. Uh, yeah. yeah. That being fantasy said, football by far. <laughs> I think I agree with a lot of those points. But that being said, if you gave me a ticket to one game or the other, I'd pick probably the college football game really? to go to in person. Yeah. I think. Have you been to an NFL game in person? Uh, it only I've been to Seattle. Like okay. two or three times and it, it's electric i mean it's yeah. it's really awesome but i just like the whole vibe of like you walk through yeah. campus to get to the stadium yeah, and yeah. then like on your yep. way there everyone's decked out in like yeah. home gear and then you get all the tailgate experience and feels the band, like a, you have students you have yeah. i will say yeah. but then i've been to a few nfl yeah. games and they're they're similar and they're but it's a little bit different right the right. tailgates are slightly different it's a little bit less frat party Right. It, but it's still a party. Like, yeah. don't get it twisted. It's yeah. still an electric time. It's just a little bit different. But I could totally see... Like, I, I'm not even really a Duck fan, but going to Duck football games is really fun. Exactly. Just, like, yeah, the yeah. atmosphere is electric, for yeah. sure. Well, I think, I think... I totally agree with what you're saying and feeling like, you know, it's the Pac-12 is almost irrelevant unless you go undefeated. That totally fair sentiment, for sure. But I think I don't want to get too caught up in the, the fact that it, it is cyclical. Like, the SEC is having their time right now. And... Mm-hmm. While it feels like, you know, they are going to be good forever, and how could we ever see people thought about people thought that about Nebraska in the eighties and USC. Yeah, and and they, and they said they said that about Notre Dame. I don't know, probably in World War One, but Texas. <laughs> you know, but like they, or, 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 they, like, they, well, they you're right, like Michigan, they, Ohio State, yeah, uh, Texas, yeah, yeah. There will or, be consistent Miami, powers that'll or, be in the conversation, but like obviously the I, I remember thinking, no joke, in like two thousand when I like started to become coherent as like a sports fan. I remember thinking, Miami will literally never be bad. Yeah, I was like, yeah. they are so cool yeah. and so good. Yeah. Uh, and I, like, it was like the first time I processed college sports. And I was like, they're cool and they're good, and that means they'll get more cool and good kids, <laughs> and then they'll be they'll be even cooler, cooler and cooler. gooder. What, but think, about, think about at least two of those teams that were named Miami being one, USC being another. Think about what was their downfall. It was yeah, NCAA violations. Yeah. So it's like, oh. if you don't ever get caught with violations, I don't know. Like, I like. Well then, and shitty coaches too. Like, I'm all, sorry. That's why everyone's talking about like repositioning the league, different conferences, four conferences, sixteen teams apiece, or like just football getting out of the NCAA, having their own governing body, and like yeah. doing the, like so. I'm college football has that history that's like. It's almost unmatched. You know, yeah. it's it's yeah. just it's just different. Like football, NFL has its history. But it, there's it's something different. Like you go to the school, if you, you feel a part of it. Yeah. Yeah. You don't go to the like Seattle. And Very like, few people have played for an NFL team. Yeah. So, people yeah. forget that. And yeah. <laughs> people do actually, forget. We I actually forget. almost made the team. We actually yeah. don't forget because every fucking March they air that 99 percent of college athletes yeah. go pro in something other. See, than That's sports. true. I am one, I am the one percent that went pro in something other than sports. Thank you, Connor. D three. Hashtag YD three. <laughs> Hashtag why not us. I think that's a good point though, Ty. The reason I like the feel of the college game is because you, even if it's your only time visiting in that decade, you'll immediately feel like you could be a part of the traditions that they have there. And like, if you just dress the part, people are going to welcome you in. Whereas sometimes like with the NFL feel, at least I haven't been to as many games, so it's harder for me to actually judge it, but it feels a little more like, not unwelcoming by any means, but harder to get joined into that community if yeah. you don't know everything about it already. Well, like, And, like, college football has the ultimate selling point, in my opinion, for alumni. 
because every time you go back to campus, having not been there for a year, you took on a nostalgia trip that reminds you of, for a lot of people, some of like their favorite times in yeah. recent memory. Mm-hmm. And you can get a little like dose of that yeah. on an annual basis. That's and it keeps point. you coming back and it's totally worth the $1,500 or whatever it is for season tickets. It's the ultimate selling point where it's very difficult to have that kind of attachment to an NFL team, obviously, without the college experience. No, that's that's really well said. I think that plays into it quite a bit in general. And um, speaking of – I couldn't think of a good transition. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about the Blazers. Sports! 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 It's sports podcast. It's basketball. <laughs> I've definitely been on this. These guys went to college. Connor's also a little rusty, folks. <laughs> it's always obvious when Connor's just thinking on the spot. It's, you know. uh, Usually you nail him, honestly. Yeah, honestly, you do. That was a rare miss. Yeah. Uh, but you oh, know who geez. doesn't miss often? Damian Lillard. Let's talk about hey! hey! Recently there. married. <laughs> Wedding looked insane. Is yeah, I did. Last yeah. night. Just yeah. last yeah. night. Last night. Yeah. Snoop Dogg, Common. Couple other artists were there like Bradley Beal, uh, DeMar DeRozan, Draymond, Draymond, yeah, Zach Collins, Tim Frazier. I'm always a little concerned how much Tyler <laughs> yeah, knows about the Lillards, but like he knows everything about the Lillard family. He's like, yeah, dude, did you see like uh, his Who's random his cousin that has a I follow all of his like, cousins. Yeah. I'm just like, uh, no, Tyler, I did cousins not see family, that. Sister. I love the fandom though, Ty. You get you give me all this info, so I need you to keep doing it. Hey, shout out to Dame. That's exciting. Yeah, yeah, congrats to Dame. Shout out to Zach Collins because yeah, I'm yeah. sure when he was busting a move was the first time he's been on the floor in a oh! long time. Oh! He's back, baby. Oh, man. Um, so, oh, go, Zach. Since we last, <laughs> proud Zach. Uh, since we last talked, we Blazers have added Larry Nance Jr. being probably the, the main um, acquisition. Also... Tyler loves training camp contracts. He loves, like, backup. We talk about it all the time. Backup left tackles in the NFL. Like, Tyler Snell? He does. What? Tony, Tony, Tony Snell? Snell? Tony oh, Snell was no. good. No, we already talked about Tony. Um, but Dennis Smith Jr. and Marquise Chris, Tyler wanted to point out, also signed to training camp contracts. Um, how do we feel about the Larry Nance Jr. acquisition overall? Sending out a future first-rounder and Derek Jones Jr. I'll start. Kyle? Kyle? I'll start. Yeah, I'll gladly start. Hit us with it. Um, it was a good trade. But like, let's be honest. We're in the we're maybe a little bit better than last year. Okay, we're better than last year, but great. Where does that put us now? Still fourth or fifth in the West, most likely. If we're lucky, we'll get to third. And just because we're good in the regular season, that's why we'll be third. Straight to the negative, bro. I can't not. I know, Tyler. This is Tyler. Kyle, hit me with a little positive first before you fuck me. Tyler, I, I think, think that quote a little I don't bit. want to beat a dead horse. <laughs> I accept. No, I, I, yeah. I don't want to beat a dead horse. Paul Sheffield. <laughs> we've talked too much in the last couple months when we talk about the Blazers. We've mentioned it too many times that as a Blazer fan, we're always really positive, and I love that about our fan base. I absolutely love it. Credit to us. But when we, I think we all agreed during, me. it might have been our last podcast, Connor, you you correct me if I'm wrong, last podcast or two, we've all agreed that we're, we just want change right now. The change that we've made is not enough for me to be satisfied yet. That said, I will say the team that we're putting on the floor right now is better than last year's team, so there's my positivity. But like, I think the end goal is 2022 champions, which okay. we're probably going to be anyway. Fair. So, so can I ask you a question then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So say we make a trade for a Ben Simmons. We trade CJ, we package together, yeah. and we get Ben Simmons. 
Yeah. At, are you happy at that? Like, do you think yes. that puts us like yes. way better and like we're like an actually now a Con- contender? Connor and I were talking about this the other day. It doesn't even necessarily. I, first of all, yes, I think we would be better if we made that trade. I'll, I'll say that right now. Second, it's different. And Connor and I were talking about this the other day. It's like I just want to run something out there that is not the same as what we've done the last five years that uh-huh. has proven to not be good enough. Uh-huh. Okay. So that's I all agree. I care about. I agree, yeah. by the way. I'm just asking. Jack, you look like you had something to say on that point. No, well, I, Jack also I just wanted loves Alfa Gamino, so let's <laughs> preference every take he has with that. He says Alfa Gamino and Moharkless are his two favorites. <laughs> I just wanted to ask Ty, why don't you fuck me before you fuck me? <laughs> that's in reference to his. Why don't you take me to dinner first before you fuck me? Misquote. So I try to misquote it even more. <laughs> Jack, I don't remember any quotes. I just let it fly. <laughs> See if it would work. Come on. Really quick, I'm just so happy as a Blazer fan to roll out a starting five where everybody knows their position. One through five, Dame, CJ, Rocco. We have Larry Nance and then Nurk. I don't think Nurk coming back. No, I don't think he should. I think Norm's I don't think he should either. He's a great six man, providing some electricity off the bench, like some instant scoring and some defense uh, provided matchups when Dame sits. In my opinion, that's a starting five. I agree. And that's the starting five that uh, Olshay had in mind, like envisioned with a healthy Zach. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. And we never yeah. got it. We never even got to see, like, a glimpse of it. Maybe uh, a little bit, Barely. like, two years ago. But we didn't have Rocco at that point. Mm-hmm. So, in my opinion, like, this is the starting five that brings a little bit more defense, rebounding, yes. high energy. That Zach Collins, like, had everything in the works to, to provide. But, mm-hmm. yes. unfortunately, he couldn't stay on the floor. Hopefully a few less fouls than Zach Collins. Hopefully a few less fouls. Yeah. Well, and all the same Zach same Collins, energy, less Good fouls. fundamental defense. He got fucked over on call. Tyler Grizzly. Zach Collins yeah. got profiled. He got fucked over. If you he has Zach good Zach fundamental Collins, defense. Not, <laughs> that might have been Tyler, the wrong one to use. No, it's <laughs> factual. You don't have to defend it. Anyway, you did say <laughs> Tony Snow, though. Or you did say Tony Snow. It is clear that the direction that this team has gone in. The 7-foot white guy has been profiled. Who doesn't hate that guy? Who went to Gonzaga? Who does not hate that guy? Let's have personalities too. Went to a very wealthy Catholic college. Has been. I'm profiled. saying, would you not like calling a foul on Zach Collins? I would. <laughs> but it is obvious this team's defense. If this team's defense is not better than last year, then like the Blazers are cursed. Let's be honest. I, <laughs> I, I also wonder. Corey, I don't know. This is going to be an extremely emotional season for us. I hope you know. I mean, it's a make or break. Dame has already communicated to front office, to yeah. the fans. He's, like, letting us down easy at this point. He's yeah, like, look, he's unless it happens. And there's a drive to left from Castellanos. <laughs> no, for honestly, nothing. Like, we're going to force our trade. We might be staring at West. Pride right? myself on being his man of faith. <laughs> but I'm, I'm with you, Jack. I think it's, it's kind of like setting us up for the fall already. Like, it feels like yeah. we're uh, – he's doing the prep work so that he's still a good guy when he so, leaves, but it's going to hurt. Yeah, yeah, but shout out, to put this least, on shout out to Dame for at least sticking with us for this long. Yeah. I mean, look at the other stars around the league. Anthony Davis forced his way out. He didn't even try and play that season before being traded. I mean, in my opinion, a no. huge, huge shout out to no. Dame for at least Obviously. like giving everything he possibly has in the tank before he forces his Obviously. way out. Obviously. So as Portland and as a group of fans, are we allowed to like – Stand outside of Neil's house and like tell him to f off. Like this is all his fault, right? Like no one wanted it to end this way. I'm not saying it's an easy job or anything, but like, dude, like make a change. You have to you have to make cutthroat decisions as a GM, and I I don't think he's willing to do that, especially with guys that he's drafted. And like we we always say this before, love CJ, great guy, great player. He'll be he'll be amazing for a long time. 
But like, let's like Kyle's saying, we need to, we, and everyone's saying, we need to see a switch up. We need to see a yeah. switch up. Dame is the only thing that matters. Literally anyone else is on the table. Switch it up in some route, in some fashion. So would you take Ben Simmons for CJ? Yes. yes. Straight Dude. up. Duh. Yes. Are you fucking kidding me? I, I, I'm you, sorry. That's a question. Where's the, the drive the fans that just say no to that, it makes zero sense. Okay, yeah, four-time all-star, best defensive sense. back. Yeah, yeah. It's, I don't want to, Connor, don't even get um, me started. We need to fix the defense. How do you solve that? Defensive oh, maybe, maybe get one of the best wow. players on the right. best in the league. Yeah, I, at the beginning, before, I think we were talking about it last season, how it was like a potential. He was always like a guy you'd throw out there in trade talks. I, I don't, it's, I, it's probably not fair, but like CJ for Ben straight up to me <laughs> makes sense. And I know Philly wants more in return. And yeah, I know we and need to get more. I, yeah, I know. We will have to. But the what fact is it, Larry that he Nance? can't shoot. What is it? Larry Nance? Rocco? All right. So Powell? Okay. Here is one of my big issues with Ben Simmons because obviously great player, good defense. I mean, great defensive player. Like he fixes a ton of problems for us. I'm not going to deny that at all. And like, obviously they need, or we need to give up more for Ben, Mm -hmm. but I have a huge issue with him saying right off the bat, I don't want to go to anywhere yeah. except an L.A. team. Yeah, yeah. he like, seems like a prima donna. For shut sure. the fuck up, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, what kind of fucking prima donna bitch are you? Yeah. Like, oh, Clippers or fucking Lakers. <laughs> fuck you. Yeah. Like, you can't shoot, dude. That's why they want to trade you. That's not how it works. Well, you don't get to pick where you play yeah. unless you're James Harden AD or Kevin Durant or... AD guys who can shoot or the ball. even Russell Westbrook, <laughs> even Russell Westbrook, who has obvious you know downfalls, but like people accept them. You have downfalls that people don't want to accept. You do not get to make those fucking demands, man. Yeah. Like you are not a sal- you're for and Ben Simmons, a great player. I do not want to downplay that, and I, and I want him on the Blazers regardless. Yeah. Still, still, but when he says oh, that shit, it makes me want to. It, may, it still it still just makes me be like excuse you. <laughs> um, who do you think you? Are? You know, can you can you imagine can you imagine if if Tony Snow was like you know well I'm here but I'm not happy. You know, so it's, like, it's like hey Tony Snow nobody fucking cares dude shut up and take your money and and and, and put the put the jersey on dude like but this is Ben Simmons saying I don't like it's just when it, guy when guys make off. demands over the top of their kind of uh, like stratosphere uh-huh. or what what they can command it's it's absurd how much of that do you think has to do with like agents and j- with social media nowadays and with honestly where the NBA is nowadays where it's like just being like being able to manifest that shit it, exactly yeah. like trying to like almost like LeVar speak it to existence I think kind it's of thing. I think it's a couple aspects I think it's one that he surrounds himself with people who uh, just gas him up a lot and two I think it's I, I, yeah, I, I think well, I, that's probably true. Yeah. I think it's the negativity that he feels in the city of Philadelphia. I think Philadelphia is just kind of like, really oh, they're hard really luck city. That that's right. just the fact of the matter. They are a they expect more than most. They're not Portland. They're not. Portland you know, went a little sideways this last this off sure. season though for sure. Yeah, but like great. but like they they expect more. They're hard. They boo they're a lot more. Like that's just well recorded, mm-hmm. like history. And I think that plays into it that they are just harder. So I think he just doesn't want the end. I know he works out, and I know he does the whole... I don't want to speculate into his work ethic, but from what I've read, he's not exactly a fucking gym rat. So, And I think that plays into it, too. You talk about Philly, Pittsburgh, that kind of region. They want blue-collar guys who are going to put in the work and, frankly, going to show you that they put in the work. I have a question before we go on, on this topic is, how do you guys feel about a player, and this is basically his only draw, like... 
If he could make a 15-foot jumper and make a free throw. DeMar DeRozan. No, Ben Simmons. Like, how do we feel about a guy who, like, he, they, in the last two minutes of the game, if they go, or even, like, during the in the fourth or the, whenever oh, they decide fuck. to do it, and if they're in the bonus, they just go up and foul a guy like Ben yeah. and push him to the line every time, kind of fuck with the flow of the game. You know, Dame doesn't get in a rhythm at all and really just chops it up. What do you think about a guy I like think that? We're, I think we're... Depends on guard LeBron. I, like, I, I appreciate the situation you're bringing up and I appreciate and I'm not saying it's not a concern I would love to be in that situation yeah, but at the same time like it's like we're just yeah. we're hypothetical speaking right now it, I mean it's all just the, like well, happens, we're just though. looking at the worst case. I, oh, no. I agree and I'm not saying it's like it's not something to be concerned about yeah. if this trade were to happen it is something to be concerned about but I think it's kind of one of those situations that's like we'll cross that bridge when we get yeah. there because it's let's just like get we, there. Let's, let's, let's get mean, there first. That means you, you have know? a lead and yeah. they can selectively choose who they're fouling, right? Which yeah. means you have a lead late in the game. So, and I mean, not to mention like and if we it's an underdog strategy. Yeah, yeah. Like, and usually somebody who's not expected to win takes on that strategy yes. to try and pull an upset. Mm-hmm. I would yes. love to be in those shoes. I agree, and I also think it's like. You know, at the end of the day, Ben Simmons coming to the Blazers fixes a lot of issues, especially yep. in the defensive end of the thing. It's like, if you did, if, let's hypothetically say that we swapped him for CJ straight up, and we're playing the last <laughs> two minutes, and we what if we have to sub Ben out? It's like, you still got guy, like, we, we still have normal ball. We have Damian Lillard, who really we don't can need... be on the floor by himself, yeah. and Norm Powell, like, like, like oh. Rocco, like, we still have other guys that can, if we're winning, can, like, kind of... Carry the load a little bit, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's not like we're desperate for Ben Simmons to be in the in the and game the last two. Minutes. I think that's why he got so much shit in Philly. It's because that team needed a guy to take the ball in the last two Good minutes. Point. Good exactly. Point. They I mean, have we, that we've guy. we've seen it in, in it the NBA history throughout the years. Like Shaq, he's not going to take the last shot. Dwight Howard's not going to take the last shot. All these dominant centers. The game of basketball doesn't really work out toward the where the center is going to take the last shot in the last two minutes. Mm-hmm. We have Dame who's going to take it no matter yeah. what. I don't care who he's playing. That's why it doesn't give, make sense in give Philly. Chauncey a it just doesn't make sense there. To and it makes sense. It. And it makes sense. Here. I agree with that. Yeah. I think, and I think it's tricky too because I remember when the when the Blazers played the Sixers and it, and it was it was very much like oh we're better than you ha <laughs> fuck you because uh, the Sixers were the Blazers were very undermanned. I don't know if you guys remember this. It was like no Dame was out. Yeah, Dame, Dame was out. Yeah, yeah, and it, it yeah. was I think it was like late February, early March, yeah. and we f- blew them out. Yeah. And they were fully manned. We had like Ant Simons running point. Yeah, and yeah, the, and, it, and it was it, I think we had seven or eight guys, maybe full like our full squad, and we just ran them out of the gym. Yeah, and I remember thinking it was like they made a small push, and then the Blazers kind of slowed it down and put it on two three, and I was like they have nobody to go to. Like they have yeah. no shot maker or shot creators. Like you need a guard. They have they have no shot creators is yeah. what I said, and I remember being like. That is so embarrassing. I think CJ would work CJ really would well so there. He'd be but then again, but then it, but the, but then he'd again, be yeah, the last they, shot. he'd be so CJ welcome in, that. he'd be so Absolutely. welcome in Philadelphia. Oh yes, he'd he would be, be he would be bet like the, the, the most recent shooter they've had who's been good is Seth Curry, and yeah. he's not a guy who can really create. He's a knockdown shooter, but yeah. CJ would flourish at many other teams. We yeah, all agree. Yeah, it yeah. makes most sense with Philly because they have one of the, the most dominant center in the league right now, Joel Embiid, who will get you to the point like. Carry you carry the load throughout the game, and then him yeah. and CJ working off each other. It makes complete sense. CJ's an all star in Philly. Yeah. Oh, one hundred percent. He's an all star in Philly. I agree with that. He's an all star anywhere high. where he's the lone guard. He gets the volume yeah. to be an all star. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he has the volume. He's an all star. Just depends on how wine country is out there. <laughs> Probably well, less, yeah. less appeal. Carmelo will survive, so he's fine. Yeah. He's fine. Okay. Okay. The, the Valley yeah. is pretty legendary in Oregon. <laughs> I, uh, but the only reason I like Ben Simmons seems reasonable now is like the Blazers are like one of the only teams that like. Really makes sense. I, yeah, I would say. I agree. 
And well, we have the biggest piece. What's the other piece? Sacramento's package? Yeah. yeah Sacramento. Buddy healed. Yeah. They can put somebody but, but that's not. Yeah. I don't think Sacramento's package is like a winning now. He also wants no. to go to the Warriors. What What do they want from the Warriors? Wiggins, they, well, they have picks, to give up. They, Wiseman. Wiseman. And, they want Wiseman. Yeah. The first two picks probably of this year's Wiseman, draft. Wiseman, Wiggins, and you probably have to get Draymond out, too. No, so you're going to run Wiseman and MB? I mean, what? In Philly? They, they like, probably flip just, it somehow. Yeah, flip or Wiseman yeah. into then Flip the asset. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take Draymond. But, yeah. yeah. Flip Draymond. We'll, we'll be part of that, too. <laughs> I, I'll take Draymond. Sure, Come on. Sure. Boy, would Maybe that. Until he's on our team. <laughs> Simmons, Curry, Thompson. If you get Simmons, too, like, like, I don't know if Larry Nance would have to be involved in the trade, but we're still, we're like, kind of a young team still. Larry Nance is young. Well, we have uh, some younger players, and like Ben's young. Nerds it gives legitimacy to a yeah. second timeline that's not Dame's, right? Exactly. Right now, Dame and CJ are the, close to the same age, one year apart, maybe. Yeah, 31, I think. Yeah. No, 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 no. Dame's a year younger than me. Dame's 27. No, he's not. No, he's not. That is. Promise you. No, no, no. Corey's 31 years old. Corey, don't die. Dame is 31 years old. I never buy a jersey of somebody younger than me. You're wrong. You're wrong. Well, you're wrong. He just turned 30. He might be 31. He's 31. He's 31. Yeah, he's 31. The credibility of the pod. For sure. Yeah, he's 31. 27, bro. Like You're going to have to pause it. He's been in the league like eight years or nine years. He played four years in college. Born July 15th. We'll, we'll take it easy on the court, <laughs> but that one doesn't look good. Yeah, cool. Burn yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was wrong. And <laughs> no. um, I will say, last thing on Ben Simmons is I'm so fucking tired of seeing his him shooting threes on House of Highlights. Oh my! His, the runs he's on shooting. He's not gonna do that. I mean that we've seen. But Con, remember going to the Les Schwab when we watched Ben playing yes. high school and he was yes. lighting it up from downtown. Mom yeah. Bernie, dude. Yeah, but first first play of the game, he ooped himself out the backboard. Yeah, I remember that. That was, that was insane. So is it's just a mental glitch. So what it's happened? A, it's the yips. He was I, lighting I it up. You guys have bad three. bad eye for talent. That's what guess. it comes down to. <laughs> No, I, I, I actually said... I said there too. This is your fault. All the way Let's back see. when he was yeah, a senior Jeremy, in high school, I said, that's a guy you probably can't play in the last two minutes of an Eastern Conference Finals game. Damn, Connor, Specifically, you're, you're I said good. that. You're good. So, <laughs> yep. I guess I nailed that one. Connor's good. Um, speaking <laughs> of Ben Simmons, who's been a little underwhelming and moving right into an oh. album that's been a little underwhelming. <laughs> Corey, do you want us to talk about Donda um, versus Certified Lover Boy? Jail, jail, best song. Oh, oh, he has a tweet ready. Just I'd be happy for to. the folks listening. <laughs> I'd be happy. Jail to. part one or, or part two. Uh, uh, quote the tweet, Corey. Please. Yeah, no, no, no. I will. I've, so I've been having a lot of talk about this. Um, yeah, we've seen. Oh, we see you on Twitter. That's okay. Absolutely emasculating. <laughs> new, <laughs> new again, most underrated song. Most underrated song. Hey, let's, uh, new again. Let him, let him say what he's I mean, time. come, come to life is a, a fucking masterpiece. <laughs> Come to Life is like makes me tear up. It's a it's a great song. Jail obviously is a part one or two. Jay Z, I don't oh, want to be. I don't, I don't. I don't. I want to be canceled. So part one. Okay, <laughs> I agree. Part two is great too, though. Yeah. <laughs> um, Praise God is great. Um, but anyways, so it's not like Certified Lover Boy is bad. It's it's not. It's really good. <laughs> it's, it's fine, but it's same shit Drake makes. Right. He he makes his his crooning and his. And it is, you know, you don't understand me. You never did. I left you. I, <laughs> Let's you into his love life. It's fine, man. It's, which it's is kind of fun to be a part of. It's not bad. It's not bad. But it's nothing. Absolutely. There's nothing new. And so I'll give you a couple numbers if you'd like. First day streams. Okay. Donda was 94.5 million. Okay. Certified lover boy, 153 million. Okay. 
So obviously way more. That was more. to be expected, though. Obviously like, way more, sure. And Drake, Drake is a more commercial artist. Absolutely. And which, like I said, I expect that. Yeah. Second day. And people knew when it was going yeah, 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 throughout the Dropping week. Dropping at midnight on a weeknight. Yeah. Not random side, on a side Sunday. Note, side note, Donda dropped like midnight on a Sunday. Second day, Donda, 102 million. Second day for Certified Lover Boy, 89 million. Hmm. Tough. Talk about replay value. I think. <laughs> oh my god. I think. I think. There's just. We just no- talked about the non-legitimacy we, we of the first numbers, all, yeah, and then we like took exactly on the account of the second day. Exactly. exactly. And on the second day. Oh, <laughs> like, well, we did say that he Can dropped it at a horrible his time. Point? No, I mean, I'm just, okay. That's what, but that, that's my point. He, right. dro- he dropped it at a bad point, but also saying like. There's not a ton of replay value in Drake's stuff. Well, would in you my not opinion. agree that a lot of that 103 million on the second day was for the people that didn't listen to it at 12 p.m. on Sunday? We dropped it literally at midnight. He had a full yeah, 24 so the hours. Next, oh, okay. I see what you're saying. So it's at, okay, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Following like, now. Uh, whereas Drake dropped it literally 9 p.m. or actually, I, I guess 2 p.m. because he had like a listening party and everything. But he made it very clear when he was dropping. He was on social media saying like, yeah. "Hey, here's yes, what's happening." Yes. Whereas. Yeah, yeah. Kanye's what obviously normal people do. Well, they were supposed yeah. to drop right. same weekend. Yeah. Sure. They're, Kanye's much more. They were supposed to drop same weekend. And then controversy uh, behind studio release. Both, both have said that they were compete. not moved by each other. But both say yeah. that, hey, my shoot's set in stone. And Kanye said, get out of my way of my release. Yeah. It doesn't matter. But I don't know, man. But here's the deal. It, just talk about the okay. music really quick. You, what do you think about the album? Do you like it? I, lo- I like them both. Yeah. As a, like a true old school Kanye fan, do you like it? Did he evolve? Yeah, it's the same old Kanye. I think I think as as a Kanye fan, I like it because again, it's a new sound. There, it's that's the best part about there's it. There's nothing that you listen to yep. on the radio yep. anywhere else that you can compare and say, "Wow, this kind of sounds like mm, nobody." Yes, it's different because he's I, a producer at heart. Yes, and that that's another thing. Is he makes his own music. To he does not. I, I think I think Forty, who produces a lot of Drake stuff, is awesome. He fucking makes. Slappers after fucking bangers after hits <laughs> everything man he's awesome nobody can deny what what Drake puts out like he's awesome but he has an ear for one style of music like and, well, that, yeah. and that and that's what and that's what Drake does and he makes hits and that's awesome but Kanye consistently produces different styles of music on his first like he doesn't have Q Tip and Common and Consequence and Talib Kweli on albums anymore that's what he used to make and that was great and that's what made him you know, established, but now he has Little Baby and Five Yo and fucking Da Baby and yeah. he still has Jay Z, obviously, but you know, and Stallone and, and these new Cuddy. features. Yeah, I like the Cuddy. Keem. Yeah, and Cuddy still, yeah, and, and Baby Keem and and these new guys who are new sounds that people like. And Kanye adapts and and improves. And while it's not, and that's never his his stuff. Oh, he, he experiments. He, and it, but he's, he's never not been, afraid to experiment. He's never been the age. type that releases something and says this is going to be well received. I caught. I'm not kidding you. When 808s and Heartbreak came out, I'll never forget it. My sophomore year came out, and people were like, "This fucking shit yeah, sucks. Well, what is this shit singing <laughs> shit? Are you kidding me? Fucking this isn't anything like the last shit. Fucking bah. Where's the rap? Where's stronger? Stronger was sick. You remember Homecoming? Can't. Oh my God. Can't tell me nothing. Where, this, can't what, tell me. What, what, what is this? Eight oh eight and heartbreak. Can't tell me nothing's a good song. It, this, they're all bangs. But then he came out with eight oh eight and heartbreak, and people yeah. were like, "This is sounds ass. new." Yeah, because it's different. Because he doesn't make things for 
what everybody else thinks. He I'm, makes what he thinks. I'm in a group text with my buddies in LA. Uh-huh. He, they listen to music like we watch sports, uh-huh. if that makes sense. Yeah, like, yeah. That's their main motive in life, it feels like. And for us, it's sports. And sure. like, music yeah. comes secondary. Same reaction. Ah, Donda's good. I'm not sure about it. It's like experimentation and then certified lover boy. Oh, this is the best fucking thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Drake is so much more talented behind the mic, all that stuff. In my opinion, I think uh, there's like a very top heavy was Mm -hmm. brought to us by Kanye. Like we have five or six songs that we're going to be pulling from for the next 10 years. Mm -hmm. Drake, it's really fun to listen to by yourself. Like when it's nighttime and you're kind of in your feelings driving down the road, Mm -hmm. that's fine. But like I was manning a party bus last night. Mm -hmm. I want to play a few songs from either album. The first three or four were from Kanye, sure. and then I'm going to throw in some Drake. And yeah. I think that speaks volumes yeah. to what's going to stand the test of time mm-hmm. for both albums. That's all I have to say. I have one simple question, and it's not its not even an attacking question. It, I, I do think there's something else to consider here in that I do think Kanye fans inherently are a little bit more... Like, they prefer... The, like there are certain people who listen to music and they prefer that different sound where they like I have a friend for example from college that's similar to your friends Jack where like all he does is listen to music and he has a Twitter account where he just like rates albums yeah. and like it's all he does and I've always noticed that he's always like steered away from the popular opinions where it's like whatever's on the charts yep. he typically disagrees yeah. with yeah. I do feel like that like people who pride themselves on listening to music have an inherent bias to like have different takes mm-hmm. and I kind of feel like Kanye fans are similar where like no matter what he puts out, they're going to be like, oh, it's different. Oh, it's an experiment. And that's why we love it. Mm-hmm. Whereas there are certain people that are just like, obviously you know, Drake's Dra- more popular. Drake's popular. Yeah, maybe he, because like, that's just what more people down. like. He knows yeah, what he's that's doing. exactly yeah. it. Gonna maybe get, just more people he's like get hundreds of millions of plays yeah. on Spotify. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's total. I think that's a totally fair take. That's honestly like Drake, but it's just two different opinions. Right. It's just people like this. Some people like experimentation. Some people like same old, it's just different music taste. That's why it's impossible to have a music podcast. Have you noticed no music podcasts have ever taken off because it's all opinion driven. Whereas sport podcast, you know, who's better, you know, who's bad, you know, whose takes are going to last and span the test of time yeah. versus whose takes are shitty because their team sucks. You yeah. could argue it's the, impossible the, to have a music podcast. Everybody's tried. Yeah, it's, you could argue streams are the equivalent of stats, but it's one stat, right? Where it's like sports. Right. There's just so many different things you can argue, what? and there's tangible evidence for things. Where yeah. it's like music, it's so subjective all the time. And things are so, like things move. Like I was having this talk with my brother that, and we said the same thing very much like what you said. Like the people who like the who like Drake will love the Drake album, which and is the, more people. Yeah, in my opinion, and, and that's why you see the fights. Yeah. And the people who like later. the Kanye, who, people who like Kanye or love Kanye, will love the Kanye album because yeah. there's so, there's a ton of gospel influence. Yeah. There's a ton of personal detail. There's a, a yeah. ton of vulnerability. There's a ton of Mike Dean and fucking just raw emotion and and also like just fucking you know rawness in, in it. But yeah, and, and, and unique sounds and 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 unfinished kind of cuts weird, of it. It's it's it's, it's got. Elements of Yeezus. It's got elements of Life of Pablo. Jesus. It, like, it's all his last three, four albums all kind of smushed in in like twenty six tracks, which isn't what he has done. But point is, like, just like you were saying with streams, like you've got time on it. Like you can't, like you can set and and Drake breaking the records for streams and Kanye the week before. It's like, like again, music is so subjective, and you're so right in, in talking about you know music podcasts never take off because they're they're all objective yeah. or subjective excuse me um you know like okay you like what you like and frankly if if you like drake's you might not like kanye's 
And if you like Kanye's, you might think Drake's is shallow or repetitive or whatever. Yeah. And like, obviously, there's some bangers. Knife talk fucking goes so goddamn hard. <laughs> like, that shit made me want to commit crimes. <laughs> champagne poetry. It champagne, champagne poetry. Champagne poetry. What's the song oh, with I'll Wayne and Ross? Five times, ten times straight. It's What's great. the song with Wayne and Ross? Yeah. I can't remember the name of it. Incredibly no, hard. Wayne, yeah. Fair trade with Travis Scott. Fair trade. Fair trade goes that's so hard too. Great, like, great it, I guess I'm saying, I don't want to knock, like, Dra I, I love Drake. His shit goes, half of the stuff, like, I've, you know, broken up with girls with, gone yeah, back yeah, to yeah. girls with, danced with girls with, you know, like, partied to hit to Drake's music. I don't want to shit on Drake. This is crap. Fucking sort of I love boys ass. Donda forever. Like it's all good stuff, man. Like it's yeah. all dope. Music is fucking yeah. the best. And in, in my opinion, real quick, um, Kanye seems like he hits more home runs, where Drake hits a bunch runs. of singles and they're all solid, it's true, and the yeah, same. Yeah. And like that beat and the what he raps about and the sound is way more likable to the masses. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And everyone of those masses and the other group ends up liking Kanye's hits. Mm -hmm. Everyone does. Because it seems like Kanye always throws in a couple, like, this is going to be maybe a little mainstream. Like, yeah. it'll get popping. But then he'll, or, like, he'll or fuck like, around. this might this. ruffle some feathers. Yeah, and then like, throughout the album, he's back to his weird shit where he's on yeah. some fucking next level <laughs> stuff. You yeah. Know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 It gets back to everyone's individual taste and what you like. Do you want to go into an album not knowing what you're going to get, which yeah. is what you get with a Kanye album? Because, like, yeah. as Corey describes it, right, it's, it takes elements from here and here. And, you know, so it's such an experience. It, it is, it's more of that experiential versus, like, I want to go to a Drake album, and I just want to be in my feelings. Yeah. I know the I time I'm going to play it. I know, I know what I, five seconds into the song, I know what I'm getting, and I know I'm going to like it. Yeah. And, it's, yep. and that's all I need. Super right? creative bars. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he, I, he's he does, yeah. incredibly creative. Sure, yeah. And, and he, he, is, he is the perfect lyricist. artist for the perfect era in terms yeah. of having those bars that, and this is not a knock at all, so I don't want it to be perceived that way, but that are made for Instagram. Like, oh, yeah. He's he a genius. Yeah. He, he, he is... And he knows that. You can't he knock know, a guy for He that. knows how to market himself. He knows, like, the, and like I said, that is not a knock at all. I fucking love Drake. He's, him, The Weeknd, and Kanye are, like, three of my favorites. Yeah. They're, they're incredible yeah. at what they do. Lukewarm on The Weeknd. What? I am too. Why? He's What's your a, argument there? He's got there? a fun voice. Fun voice. Have you seen him live? No. He's incredible. I believe the, it. Fun voice. The half singing <laughs> and like. Fun yeah. I don't know why. That's is it because he doesn't make his own like beats or anything or? No, I mean, I just feel like he is slightly more mainstream and like, he, in my opinion, again, no, no, good. opinion sport, he um, strives for like the Z100 style of music or he's he's quicker to cash in on the feature with Ariana Grande or like the Rihanna versus a Kanye and and Drake who is gonna work on their own music. And yeah. spend a little bit more time on themselves. And, and, and again, all, in, all opinion based. Yeah, and yeah. so a question I have then based on that is around kind of the celebrity they both built for themselves and how they handle their marketing and their kind of relatability because that would have to play into it quite a bit too is Kanye's at times is hard for anyone to understand, you know, what, what? His, his tactics, <laughs> they work. I mean, yeah, so it is what it is. Whereas I think Drake understands exactly, like you said, He's he's knows what's going on on Instagram in mainstream pop culture, like in terms of, I know I can cash in on this group or this group because it's yeah. gonna be right in line with my music. What do you guys think about kind of their difference in approaches there? Um, do you think that's just more part tied to their personality, or yes. do you think those are business decisions where like 
They've molded. No. Their Taking stuff. notes from LeBron. I've I've a note Drake on this. Yeah. <laughs> Drake is. I'd like to say oh, something really. Taking them from like Metal World Peace or something. <laughs> yeah. so, something really quick that alludes to what Corey said about Ben Simmons like camp his three or four or five people that he surrounds himself with on a day to day basis. I think Drake's is just stronger and Kanye's. I mean, you can tell sim- by the simple fact that he chose to run for president that he's surrounding himself with a bunch of yes men, just people that just want to please him and tell him he's the greatest, like he's yeah. a creative genius, all this stuff. Like, no one in their right mind is going to run for president unless it's strictly a p- publicity stunt, which it probably was, but still, it's just a terrible move. And you can tell move after move, I, in my opinion, and again, like, he... he very likely has some mental health issues that he's trying to deal with and it's a very real thing and we have no right. idea what's actually going on between the ears mm-hmm. and we feel bad for him on that regard but he's like a creative genius but I just I'm not confident that he's surrounding himself with the best camp and I feel like Drake it's like LeBron he has incredible people around him they're all business savvy they're very um, they're, they're putting LeBron first right. themselves second I feel, like, business, I feel like Drake, Drake's found the same thing, and I'm not sure Kanye has found that uh, footing right. in his like personal life, and it's kind of leading him astray. And well, he's probably seen, <laughs> we've seen that throughout history, though, issues. right? Yeah. Some of the best artists of all time, not just musically. You know, we go back all the way to the freaking Middle Ages, whatever you want to call it. Like, famous artists typically have demons, I guess you could say, as a word. Right. So it's, I mean, Kanye's yeah. probably no different in yeah. that, where it's just like, yeah, creative genius, but. For yeah, some yeah. reason, when I'm blacked out on beer 10 and I'm just saying it's my art and my creative process, Tessa doesn't accept that one. <laughs> well, that seems to get me in trouble. Still, well, that means you're surrounding yourself with yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah. I would say, I would say that's, that's part of it, though. And I, th- like, I, I don't think Jack's far off at all. I think they both kind of... I, I think Drake has... It's, it's like with anything. When you find success, you don't stray from it. And Drake has found a group of people or you know whoever... He's got his producers, his his features, his you know so on his sound that he goes with, and obviously it's made him millions and everything like that. And I think Kanye, excuse me. <laughs> oh my God! Thank you for Did you smell that, listener? Because yeah. <laughs> I smell it on my end. <laughs> but I, but I think I think everyone kind of will smell it actually. Yeah, yeah. I'm not back. sure. I'm not sure anybody has ever truly like reined him in right. for good reason because I think the more and and like. He has well-documented bipolar issues, mm-hmm. you know, since his mother's death. But as with any, uh, you know, trauma or tragedy, the other edge of that sword is incredible levels of creativity yeah. and, and success that he has enjoyed. So I think it's, I don't know if it's really fair to say, like, he hasn't surrounded himself with the right people. I think it's more fair to say people look at him and say, I don't want to stifle that. Right. Like, how, 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 who am I, you know, who is anybody to say, hey, Picasso, stop painting, you know, or, or hey, Michelangelo, stop painting on your back. Or it's like the Dennis Rodman quote, how can you tame a stallion? Yeah, or, you know. Just let it go. Hey, 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 Kobe, stop being so obsessed. Just kind of correct. Hey, don't, don't you think you, don't you think you should focus on your relationships more, MJ? Hey, don't you think you should, you know, stop betting, stop being so competitive, Michael Jordan? Right. Like, those, those people, they're. There is there are like a very small handful of people who can criticize and be in the place to kind of talk to him in a means that is, uh, you know, critically. And I think that's where that comes from. You know, you need to be at the top of your game in whatever industry you're in, whether it be designing buildings, whether it be designing clothes that he's very into right now. 
that he will listen. Yeah. Frankly. Right. Because he is he has they released like the top two hundred albums of all time this last year. And he's got the only two in the top twenty in the last fifty years. Right. Two. So it's hard to hard to So like so who are who are any of us to say, hey, uh, Maybe you should, and he's like, "Excuse you." That's what I picture, though. Them being in a small boardroom. There's like five or six people in the room. He plays them something for the first time. Like, who around the table is going to be like, "Yeah, kind of lukewarm on this one." Yeah, Yeah. right. It takes so much balls and courage, or just like a relationship since you guys were five years old, to be able to say, "Ah, probably the wrong direction here, Kanye." Yeah. And again, all speculation, but just being a fan, listening to him for the past few years and when you see a guy go a little bit further and further away and again I love a few songs on Donna but yeah. 60% of it is just ludicrous <laughs> how do you find his success but 40, as a musical artist right I mean, yeah it I gets know. to that right I mean yeah. for him is this a, like the, the capstone of a of the mental trauma and things he's gone through over the past few years yeah. and this is just that manifested in art yeah. right or in a, you know does that translate to success on charts or money or streaming yeah, like, yeah. No, you know, what, to him is this his magnum opus of you know channeling this whereas right. you have Drake who's very commercially successful but I don't think anyone claims this to have the emotional depth of Adonda yeah. And so, you know, is your yes men in your camp the ones who are going to fuel your creativity and your process? Right. Good point. Or are they going to channel point. their yes men energy into your True. commercial success? And I think that's where the dichotomy is. That's here. a good with, point. With all that said, eight. with all that said, I love <laughs> learning about the Sierra Canyon parking lot relationships. Yes. <laughs> I'm like all in. I want to know. Canyon looking like Magic City. That was a great, that was a good line. <laughs> good bar. I love, I love that. At the end so. of the day, there's ones that slap them, but I'm still curious. That's all we're here for. <laughs> Yeah. All right, I think we should uh, go ahead and wrap it there. But before we do, um, it's been a great episode so far. I did have one question that someone asked me the other day that's been puzzling me. In your guys' experience, uh, years watching sports, who's the ugliest athlete you can remember? <laughs> I want to go around the table. This here. is a really good question. That's a tough I'll one. start. Uh, if I can remember, Olin Krutz. Uh, offensive lineman for the Chicago Bears. If I if I remember right, I know who you're talking. He about. he looks I like a straight up Crow Magnon, and I remember like being young and just being like, "Holy shit, yeah. that guy is ugly as sin." <laughs> <laughs> but so that that's my vote. <clears throat> um, anyone got one? I think I might have a not the best one, but. Louis Scola with that <laughs> with that <laughs> hair that's like gelled down with just his sweat and like it looks like he hasn't showered in like a few days. I think he could be up there. Maybe if he put himself together. When you said Louis Scola, I thought of Zaza Pachulia. He might be They're considered kind of attractive. Like Zaza's could be ugly, could be really attractive to some people. <laughs> yeah. What's that girl in the office where people are like hot or not? Remember? They put a picture of her oh, on the wall. Oh, Pam. No, 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 not Pam. They played the game, hot or not. Oh, Anyways, it's a celebrity. that's what I think of Zaza Pachulia. Like, some people can think he's very handsome, and some people are like, eh, yeah. yeah. Your opinions are really his and <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Unlike me. Yeah, I was going to say, we're Americans, we're all hit. Where he's all miss. Yeah. <laughs> you guys got any? I'm like, this is like one of the <laughs> first times where I'm like genuinely yeah. struggling, like on the spot. I guess I wasn't ready tonight. I was I like, like, you, mid, you don't think about mid, this on a day-to-day basis? baldness, Alice Caruso is a tough one. Yeah, yeah. Tough scene all around. I agree with that. What about the Trey Young? Obviously, Dude, early on, I but he's still battling yeah. and like yeah. he's, he's, he's holding. 
pull the out. Yeah. Just yeah. go bald. Yeah. Dude, he's come home. Like, it's, it's enough, though. It's he's enough. Got, yeah. it's, it's I see scalp. It's like, the, it's like you see scalp, and then you have this weird little tuft Bluff. of hair on The thing is, it's like it's clearly just You know, like, just get rid of it and own the ball. We all know what it is. We all know what's going on, man. Come home. Come on home, I feel like you guys are leaving me the easiest one, which is, no doubt, Mid two thousands, L.A. Clippers. Chris Kamen, <laughs> caveman. Yeah, all the way down. Face and the comb over. Favors on top of it. I, I believe he tried the comb over a few times. He tried the comb over. He he was like the Trey Young style too, where it was so thin and it would, but he went long yeah. with it, and you saw scalp underneath it. it he looked much better, Kamen. I don't have an athlete, but I feel like Mike Davis has to be thrown in this conversation. Owner of the Ra- Raiders. Oh, yeah. Mark Davis. Mark Davis. Yes, yes, That's yes. a good yeah. one. <laughs> that is a good one. Does that mean Gruden has to be subsequently thrown <laughs> I mean, in? <laughs> Jay Gruden's got to be a chance to <laughs> Should we start rattling off ugly dudes? Like, just keep it going. Make ourselves feel better. All right, fine. Eli Manning, you're next. You know how snake drops are hot? We yep. should snake draft ugly dudes. <laughs> we'll save that for next. Next time. episode, <laughs> yeah, yeah. backyard banter. Yeah. Ugly dudes. Gotta save There's some little... of the content. Alrighty, let's wrap Not it up to. there for uh, Corey, Kyle, Jack, Tyler, Colin, and myself, Connor Scott. We'll talk to you in the uh, next couple weeks. Thanks for that sweet. <laughs> brought us, brought us <laughs> in on a burp and sent us off yeah, on every a burp. So Cheers. Great this podcast Corey has back. been Corey. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Peace. 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 Fighting Irish. It's a great day. As Blake to Roy, this is for the A three wins the series. It's Lillard. He got the shot off.